The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome to the debut episode of my newest podcast the fit fighter the podcast gem of inspirational fitness talk i am your host uh, slash uh, personal trainer the fitness instructor and fellow fitness goer goer tj williams giving you the insight of my fitness journey uh discussing and analyzing fitness-based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in the world of fitness past present and future okay so uh just to give you a heads up on this pot new podcast um the whole purpose of it you know just like my um first podcast my other podcast um show the kick pod i'm out to spread the positivity of um fitness and um kind of um give people like stories of my journey of course and um of course the guests i invite on the show they're gonna give them um their perspective on fitness and just to give you the concept, the whole idea is um, spread the positivity of what um, fitness can do for you. And uh, I advise um, every guest on this show to to keep the politics off the off the podcast. You know, we want to be positive of what um, what goes on in the show. You know, we want to try to keep um, negative. Um, feedback or negative um, thoughts away from the show so um, I want this to be something that people can like listen to if they're having trouble with um like what to do when they're um going out like exercising or trying to get in shape so this is the show is um designed to aim for people who get into fitness and and they have no idea like what to do or how to start or where to go I mean we're just here on this podcast is give out ideas, share ideas. And, you know, pretty much every idea that is shared on the show, you know, I like to at least take some of that to heart and get better at my, my fitness, my better at my fitness um, adventure. And, you know, it's, it's been real, real good for the past six years, at least, or plus five years since I um, became a fitness instructor. Right. So this week's episode, um, I'm going to talk about my background involving fitness, you know, how I got started, you know, different things that kept me motivated, stories of how and why I become a fitness instructor, and things to think about when you're starting out um, in, in fitness. All right, so just to give you that, um, um, not to, um, let's just say the outline of um, my first podcast. Uh, so finally did it 2022 i know i just this thing just came to mind that i wanted to do a fitness based podcast since since um i already do a martial arts based podcast which i am still continue doing it but for no for this year i kind of broke it down to bi-weekly so this show as well as the kickball will be bi-weekly 
and you'll be able to get like at least at least two episodes a month of um of both shows all right all right just to give you a brief background of um of my fitness of my fit or brief fitness background of mine okay all right so i'm a certified Les mills body combat instructor i've been a been an instructor for five years and i enjoy doing the class and you know i'm just that one out of a million body combat instructors that really bring 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 things to the table when it comes to this class you know that's just uh, my main favorite class is um body combat you know, so I'm pretty much been off for it for a while because of the pandemic. You know, I want to get back into it. You know, this just things just happening now. You know, got my full time job, and of course, um, teaching other classes. And uh, you know, I just miss miss out on teaching the body combat. So I want to at least get back to that and at least get get going with the new releases. And also, I am a certified AFA, that stands for Aerobic and Fitness Association of America, group fitness instructor. I've been doing that for four years. And um, I'll explain both of those um, later in the show of like, um, like how I got to be a fitness instructor. All right. But first, I want to kind of take things back in time. You know, I'm going to go into a time machine, uh, DeLorean style, back to the future. You know, flux capacitor, 1.21 gigawatts of electricity into the flux capacitor going 80 miles per hour back in time. So here we go. All right. So our first destination is um the like, the, like how I was before I started fitness. You know, I could say I was pretty athletic. You know, I did sports in high school, played four years of football. And I did two years of track, and uh, and the top of all that, I was already in martial arts. I was taking martial arts um back like I could say when I was eleven years old. Like before I got got into sports and everything, I was doing that, and then of course that kind of encouraged me to do sports. You know, I want to be more active, but nevertheless, um, as far as um being in shape, uh, I was not that well in shape you know I was athletic but not in shape like I wasn't even like fit enough you know I can say I probably had a lot of health problems that wasn't really um was was really um proven that I was in shape you know like they have asthma you know back problems knee problems and you know um it's just um of course things like like high blood pressure and um yeah and obesity you know that's just one thing that i um was struggling with when um before i got into fitness so you know and it goes right up until like spring of 2009 you know you know how you kind of go to the doctor's office and um you know a lot of people are not too key or not too fascinated about going to the doctor you know i'm still not fascinated you know i want to try to always put a smile on my doctor's face when um he tells me that um that i am pretty fine i'm healthy and i'm pretty much on the right track but you know back in 2009 in the spring 
you know, you, you know, the, the thing that you don't want the doctor to tell you is that, uh, hey, uh, if you don't change any, if you don't change your habits, you're not going to live like past like 20, 25 or even you're not going to live up to 30. So that's kind of a scarce, you know, you want to try to avoid the doctor saying that to you. And, you know, that was the thing that kind of said, this is like the final draw. This is like the, this is where it's going to end here. I'm not going to keep making a fool of myself. I'm not going to keep being a picky eater. You know, that was my trouble. You know, I was a picky eater. You know, I always rely on McDonald's. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing. That's like your substitution of um, not going home and cooking a meal. And, you know, you just go to McDonald's and all that and getting pizza, which was terrible for me because, you know, that that was just what's putting me down. I never got to exercise or do nothing. But uh, nevertheless... It was after that doctor's appointment, um, you know, I went straight to the gym. You know, the karate studio that I was at by the time, you know, it had a fitness um, fitness gym inside. You know, as soon as I came from the doctor's office, I rushed right over there and just got busy. And, you know, the one machine that really kind of helped me out in my journey was the elliptical. You know, that's like one machine that you could probably start off with because, you know, you you don't have to put so much tension in your knees and, you know, you're pretty much elevated off the ground. You know, my people are so fearful of other machines like the step climber or the stair climber or should say and um, the um, treadmill. You know, I wasn't a fan of the treadmill. I didn't want to run. You know, it wasn't my um, biggest um my best friend but never much the elliptical was uh my best friend you know i felt like i I felt powerful with that machine and just um uh was a lifesaver so i pretty much spend time doing that and try to get like down to like like try to um, drop my weight and try to drop pounds and, you know, but on, on the other side of the coin, um, I did do the treadmill a little bit. You know, I didn't do like a lot of um, like a lot of um, minutes on it, just trying to get the feel for it. And, you know, the way I say it, it's like when you're in the gym, it's like you want to try to pick that machine to be your best friend in, the, in your fitness journey. You know, everybody has a best friend, you know, best friends always have your back and you want to have that that friend like throughout um good good times and hard times and so um it wasn't just uh fitness that i had to do you know it was the eating habits you know i had to change that you know with um with diet and exercises you know i had to at least try to um limit my i kind of call it the guilty pleasure you know things that you 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 know how you have their cheat day it's like yeah um you want to try to lessen that um, cheat day, like your guilty pleasures, you know, pizza, chicken, fried chicken, uh, cake, like all your sweets. Try to eliminate that. And uh, that was just um, something that I had to had to do so I can, like, get down to an ideal weight. And, you know, the thing is, my issue was uh, 
my blood pressure. I want to try to keep that down. And, you know, still is a little bit of issue, but, you know, you know, I try to not, um, uh, you know, try to limit, limit my salt intake or sodium. So, you know, it's really best that you try to keep away from that salt and at least keep away from sugar. I mean, that's another thing, you know, I'm, for me, um, like nowadays, it's like I was like, I was so hooked on drinking Kool-Aid and pop and all that, you know, I limit that stuff now. It's just straight up water. Water's like, I always wake up, drink water and, you know, that's making sure that's like something that I can at least do, you know, you know, I have a little bit of so, uh, sweet drinks a little bit, but you know, that's kind of like that's like it pretty much it and then just water right and then like i say probably within three months of working hard you know i went from being heavy to a stick and this was like probably around the summer of um summer of 2009 and you know i it's like when i got back to the doctor's office well it's like from the time i went to my doctor's office in the like spring it's like every month I kind of go back and, you know, he kind of checks up on me. And like every time within those three months, uh, I was went down from being like, think, see, uh, 200, like 230 to about like 190. And, you know, I was like a stick and, you know, I had muscles that I didn't know, you know, like just walking out of that doctor's office and or at least walking into that doctor's office and, you know, and putting a big smile on my doctor's face. It's like, he's like looking at me saying that finally you listened, you know, you, you're at a, you're at a weight that you should be. And, you know, that's, that's what make, that's like the biggest, biggest accomplishment in my fitness journey is that, you know, you go in the doctor's office and you put a smile on that doctor's face. You know, you know, some doctors out there, they get, they get so irritated because, you know, they tell you like what you need to do to keep yourself in shape or, and, you know, of course they put you on medication and, and they try to keep you from not going down the wrong path. But, you know, you got to be that person that uh, listens to your doctor you know, you don't want that doctor to be irritated because you're not doing what the doctor asked you to, to to do. And I know a lot of you out there are watching that show, My 600 Pound Life. You know, I watch that show sometimes and, you know, I sometimes I get irritated at the people that on the show is like dumb. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard and it's kind of hard to watch because, you know, you kind of see your former life and you just like you saying to yourself, you know, I, this will, this might happen if I didn't change my habits, I would look like that. And, you know, shows like that, I, I don't, I try not to laugh at, you know, no, did you know, you got people on the internet, like cracking jokes. I know there's some, um, those two sisters that do their, that show. I think it was like, like a thousand pound sisters or something. And, you know, it's um two sisters that are overweight and obese and, you know, they are doing shows, you know, at least one sister is trying to change her life and the other sister is just not. And, you know, I just you know a lot of people like get a kick out of that show because they're two sisters that just like try to create controversy. But uh, honestly, on an honest perspective, you know, 
I kind of don't think it's funny when you're putting your life in, in at risk and you say big is beautiful. You know, yeah, you know, big is beautiful, but you know, bad health isn't beautiful. You know, you want to try to at least be at a ideal weight that um, is going to keep you living for a long time. You know, you don't want to like live your life on medication and, and then next, you know, the medication just fails and then you, your, your whole life fails. So you want to try to get away from that. All right. So of course, going back to my story. Yeah. I put a big smile on your face, on my doctor's face. And um, from there, it was just straight up um, me getting like, getting more familiar, getting better. It's like, just continue my fitness journey, like do different activities. No, definitely. I was like still on the elliptical and get familiar with the treadmill. And then of course, um, I went on to do, um, I went on to do other things, you know, run outside and I kind of do my own type of running. You know, I just kind of started off like running around the park and, you know, let's, let's look at this way. When I go out running, you know, I put like, I know I got to tell you this, man, when I go out running, I probably create more friends when I'm out there running than like out in the gym. It's like, like even in the gym, I created so many friends that, um, you know, I um, just um, inspired them saying that this is what I do. You know, that's, that's my secret. You know, I'm a committed person and yeah and just uh just just showed you how committed i was um the pre-core elliptical that was my favorite machine uh i know um when i was um working out at world gym at the time uh i went a total of two hours and five minutes on the elliptical and that's no lie two hours and five minutes you know because uh i was and this was just wasn't slow speed this is me going all out and you know I pretty much sweat my heart out when I was in the, on that machine. And, you know, I always get people asking me like, how long have you, how long do you are on that? Elliptical? You know, I tell them the truth and I'm telling you the truth. I was on there for five, five, two minutes or no, two hours and five minutes. That was my, my top, um, my, um top out person. I was in there. Uh, you know, that was just a story. And then from there, other than the elliptical, I would, um, the gym I was at with, uh, I was with at the time, World Gym, you know, it moved to a different location and started doing classes. And, you know, there was um, this um, fitness class. Uh, it was called, I think, a power kick something. It was like sort of a mixture of martial arts and um, aerobics. So that was pretty much something that was close to my alley because um, I had the martial arts background. And yet, um, other than making an impact and um, doing working with the um, fitness machines, I made an impact of fitness classes. And I couldn't come to kind of come to think of it. You know, it comes to the next part uh, that kind of pushed me to become a fitness instructor. You know, I've been taking like like these um, different classes. You know, uh, spinning, um, of course, power kick even yoga and even Zumba. You know, I was making an impact, trying to make an impact in, in all these different classes. You know, I was trying them out. You know, yoga wasn't always the best best um, bets because, you know, all that stretching and, um, you know, you're stretching muscles that you haven't even stressed before. 
And on top of all that, um, you know, you never know if you have like a lot of gas in your stomach, you break wind in class, you know, you might clear the whole, clear the whole class, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, that was some, um, classes that, um, that I tried, but it wasn't until like, um, to, uh, 2013, it was like the summer of 2013 that, uh, that, um, the, um, the gym was introducing Liz Mills classes and, Liz Mills is like, if you don't know who they are, they're like a, almost an exercise, exercise class company or a company that introduces different classes. So you got um, body pump, body combat, body step, uh, by, or body attack and CX works. So those were the classes that were being offered um, at world gym. But the one main class that, um, that I, uh, well, main two classes that I participated in was body pump and the body combat. But, you know, body pump was okay. You know, I made an impact with that. But the main class that really impacted me more was body combat because of my martial arts background. You know, I was so into that class. And the fact that uh, this class involved choreography and it was like you, you're trying to core do the moves to the music, which is wonderful, you know, and then it, I took that mat, that class so much. And then it just like, it provoked my envy to like one day say, I want to be a body combat instructor. And guess what? Right. And like pretty much um, after I was um, around that time, I was working two jobs, well, two part-time jobs. And um, of course I had, a full-time job that uh, working at a print company. And of course that didn't work well. And, you know, they laid me off and, you know, I ended up, well, luckily I had my um, one job, other job that I didn't like. And, you know, and, uh, and it went on. And then of course I got picked up another full-time job and, you know, I went after that for a couple months. And then of course around 2016, pretty much around the summer of 2016, um, I decided to like try out to be uh, a certified body combat instructor. So uh, just a description of um, how that went. Uh, of course, I had to go to a two-day initial training. You know, it was like um, at, not at the gym I was working out at, but I had to go to another gym like uh, that I wasn't um, a member in. And um, I had to do the two-day training. Like the first day was, of course, um, the mass, uh, the instructor by the time, uh, I'm, I'm going to say her name, uh, Lisa Gregory. And she was so wonderful. Um, she did the master class to start it off. You know, we did the master class. And then after that, we kind of, um, she kind of uh, described like what what it takes for you to be a body combat instructor. And of course, uh, we were assigned um uh, different, um, tracks, you know, body combat involves like tracks, you know, you have the, well, the warm up track was in the count. So you had like, either you, you do like, like either like 10, 10 tracks or like one of the 10 tracks, you know, either you're teaching one and then you're shallowing one. So I know I had, um, track number four. Well, yeah. I had one track I had to do. It was like, it involved me doing sidekicks. 
and um of course uh me doing psychics and blocks and you know this is like right up my alley because you know i'm a martial artist as well as and as well as an instructor so i know what if i can coach students to do martial arts i can sure coach um like um, participants in fitness class to do the same thing. It's like, usually I tell them, oh, I tell them like, um, this is not only a workout, this is your, your, you'll learn how to fight. So I kind of put it this way. Don't think of this as a workout. Think of this as you're, you're fighting, you're defending yourself. So that's kind of way to put it. All right. So anyway, kind of um, did the two day training. Then after training, I had to do a, uh, certification video of me teaching a class and which um, it took me two tries to do you know the first the first time didn't work very well you know I only had minor um, issues and of course I good thing for the second video I fixed them and um, from there I after I got certified which it was good I know I got certified around Labor Day of 2016 and it was like, yes, I did it. I got past that part. And now that I got certified, um, I um, I went on to teach my own class at World Gym. And, you know, and just to give you a heads up on that, I was so popular as an instructor that I would sub in all the World Gym locations in the Niagara Falls and Buffalo area. You know, they didn't just ask me, they begged because I was so like, popular i was so like into the class you know i pretty much dominated the class and you know the one thing that people really enjoy me doing is when i do a jumping knee i get height and you know i became so familiar with um the combat um class and with the instructors there and you know and speaking of like the training like like i was kind of overwhelmed because i was like one of the few male instructors, few, few males that wanted to be instructors, like the majority of the instructors that were there training was female. And not to um, sound like um, like uh, chauvinistic or um, a, femi- a feminist or like, what was that? Well, not to show like I'm being cocky or anything, but you know, like this is the way I see it, like the majority of um instructors teaching are women and like you got like female like even personal trainers female instructors even female group man group fitness managers i mean that's the way i see it but you know not to say that um there's no man there's no males out there or man that can like be a fitness instructor you know there's male um personal trainers or there's um male that does like uh boot camps you know i remember one guy that was um at a um, world gym uh he was um doing boot camp on um, classes and spin and you know i don't know if he still does it but uh of course he if if he can if he's listening to the show he knows who he is but uh nevertheless uh go on to that be being a body combat instructor you know it was around 2017 where after world gym was sold to crunch you know i became a uh certified afa instructor you know um but unlike the 
um, the smell certification, you know, it felt like I was going back to school, you know, kind of explain that, you know, after World Gym got sold to Crunch, uh, uh, I was, um, of course, um, just, well, just like the bike combat, uh, I had to take a two-day training because uh, they weren't teaching um, Liz Mills classes. We had to teach the Crunch brand classes. And uh, this is where, um, like, after I do my training, I had to do a uh, um, a certification course along with uh, CPR courses. And, you know, the like I said, when I took this AFA online course, it felt like I was going back to school. It's like I had like a book like almost like this thick. I had a book a little like a thick, long, thick, a thick book, pretty much. I'm going to say this. And, you know, I've had to read out of that. And then, of course, um, I had to um, fill in the um, study guide or study. Um, yeah, study guide for the um, online tests. And it's, it was just just total chaos. And, you know, I spend most of my um, time at work. Like, of course, good thing I worked at a, a detail shop at a collision shop. And, um, you know, majority of the times if I didn't have work coming, I would study the AFA test, which was it was a pain in the neck. You know, I, well, pretty much after um, I took my training and um, I had to take the AFA test, you know, I had to, um, I pretty much spent majority of my um, vacation that I did back then. Like, you know, I, uh, I had to go to a convention in Vegas. I spent most of my time studying because I had to at least get this, like get this down before I do the test. And of course, uh, I had to go do CPR certification, which was, um, of course, um, definitely it's important that sh- all fitness instructors learn CPR because you never know you got that one person that overdoes it and passes out. I mean, you want to at least be that person that knows what to do when it happens. And, you know, I wasn't, I was skeptic about it. You know, I never gave anybody CPR, but, you know, I did my training. And then from after that, I would go to, like, after I skipped those out of the way, I kind of went to doing um, a monitored, a moderated um, uh, online test. It's where um, they monitor you, make sure you're not cheating. And uh, of course, uh, it was like a hundred question, multiple choice. And after that, um, luckily I passed because, you know, you have to get 80 or higher to pass the AFA certification tests. And that's what happened. I got that out of the way. And it's like, really? Yes. So the, the thing about by being a body combat instructor and AFA, you know, the difference is, you know, with body combat, you're an instructor forever until, um, of course, you decide that you don't want to be an instructor no more. And um, and with AFA, you're you're only certified for either like two years or you can like get a lifetime like certification. So you don't have to recertify every two years. So that's pretty much the rule for those who are willing to be a um afro instructor you have to at least of course do your training and take the test and then from there you have like a two-year certification and then from there you have to keep recertifying recertifying and like 
of course, you had to get 15 credits. So mostly you can get your credits on um, the AFA website, or mostly you can go to like what I do is I go to trainings, like for new classes, you know, I get my um, certification. And of course, and then of course you go to get the certification for the training and then the, you get the certification for the class that you want to teach. So really, and of course, uh, from there, after the, I got certified and I and working at Crunch in Niagara Falls. So, I mean, I was still working for a grow gym around the time. And of course I got switched over to work with Crunch. You know, I had to do all the paperwork, which was uh, almost a pain, but nevertheless, uh, I got, I mean, I got that, all that out of the way, you know, I still teach body combat around the time, you know, but I had to do it in different locations that, you know, but, you know, other than that, you know, I, that's always the greatest feeling to at least be an instructor, you know, why I'm an instructor, because, you know, I want to inspire people, you know, I mean, if it's, it's easy to inspire a lot of people, uh, when you're, when you're doing such a wonderful job and you're making an impact, you know, that's what you need to do. You always got to have um, that, give them that so, some sort of a motivation when you're teaching. And it's, it's kind of fun doing it. You know, I know you think about it, you know, you're, you're trying to wonder what's wrong with the world and like how you're going to fix it. Or you, you know, you got those people that like to complain about the world and then, you know, they're among the people that are like sitting around and just expecting other people to fix their problem. But, you know, that's not the way I want to do it. You know, if I feel like I want to change the world, I want to do something and I don't have to go out there and be a vigilante. I mean, I have to go out there and just show people that, you know, there's a different way to do something other than just being angry all the time. So you want to do that. All right, so just uh, that's my almost my fitness background into my body combat or my like being a fitness instructor. So got that out of the way, and now kind of list kind of different motivations that kind of push me. That's your push, your MV push. So in this case, uh, I say the reason that uh, I kind of motivate myself with fitness is like one thing: my nieces. Uh, for one thing, you know, I love my nieces and, um, you know, I wish I could see them in person, you know, other than looking at them at Skype, but, you know, I, uh, use them as a motivation because, you know, I want them to grow up knowing how great I was, you know, I was like my, especially my firstborn, uh, of course she's, uh, almost, uh, she's already a teenager, you know, always grown up, you know, I have to worry about her and I you know I want to be there for her too. You know, when when things kind of go, you know, when she graduates high school and goes to college and they'll come like come think of it when she has a family of her own. I want to be there for her. same thing for my other niece. I want to be here, be there for her, too. So with that, you know, it's kind of motivate me to really keep myself fit and exercise. And, you know, you know. Like nowadays, it's like it's tough because I have a full time job and I have to wake up for that. But um, at least um, I use that as a motive, set of mo- sets a set of motivation. You know, kind of uh, 
get myself up and, you know, get myself moving, get myself ready for work. And, you know, that's just things I want to do. And also I kind of do this to kind of conquer my attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. You know, I was, I grew up with um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, you know, struggling with the, the condition made me vulnerable to not get myself out there. You know, like you had no control of not letting people dictate my life. You know, I didn't have that. You know, I always got yelled at, you know, because I wasn't performing to the needs of others. You know, I was just not getting myself out there. But, you know, but, you know, now it's like it's different because, uh, you know, I'm still trying to conquer that condition. But at the same time. You know, I'm keeping myself motivated, like doing, making my, making sure I can make sure I can do whatever, do whatever I can. Right. And also like becoming a, the thing that kind of motivates me and exercising, like being a fitness instructor, you know, you become trapped in fitness. You know, you have no excuse of not working out despite injuries, you know, so now that I'm a fitness instructor, you know, I have no excuse of not working out because, you know, I, I have to teach a class. So I have to make sure I have ideas of what I want to teach in class as well as my own workouts. So basically, if I'm creating my own workouts, um, there's there's no question that I'm going to use these workouts for my classes. So, all right. So that's my motivations that my push. All right, so so kind of before we kind of um, end this off, I want to try to talk about some things that um, you need to know above when you're getting fit. You know, one thing to understand about fitness is being consistent. You know, don't push yourself past the limits unless you are genuinely confident that you're going to finish. You know, don't do like an exercise. Well, don't do like... Like say, if you're starting out with fitness, don't go on a treadmill and start running crazy. All right, so, I mean, you don't want to get to that point. So, so that's something. Just be consistent of your exercise. And also, don't increase your reps, your weights, or cardio time every every week, you know. And because, uh, you know, that's, that's part of being consistent. You know, you want to stick to... To stick to a time, stick to a weight that you can do do for so for so long, and then until you are comfortable of um, bumping up your weight, bump up your time, you know, do that every time until you're feeling comfortable. All right, so there's no rush to success. And, you know, consistent meals. You know, we all want to conquer our guilty pleasure. You know, in order to stay get fit. You know, that's why it's important to make a meal plan, you know, usually involves meal prepping. You know, for me, I like to cook once a week. No, it's like I have like I buy food and, you know, I want to make sure I prep meals for the week. So I don't have to worry about cooking anything. You know, I prep meals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, at least so I'm ready to go in the morning. So I'm not worried about like what I'm going to eat, you know, you know, sometimes with breakfast, you know, I just have like a, a smoothie 
or like a protein shake, like even after I work out. So, you know, it's like I you don't have to go around fixing a big breakfast before you leave. You know, also drink tea try and drink water kind of fast. You know, a lot of people like to do like fasting. Like they don't they don't eat until noon, you know, which is almost like crazy. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, it's um, like I say, you want to be consistent with eating, you know, and other things like you don't want to overeat. You know, that's just one thing. Also, kind of choose different activities to fill up your week. You know, not it's not every day that uh, you have to do an intensive workout like strength training or cardio or plyometrics. You know, you know, kind of start out uh, like when you're when you're starting out, kind of get a feel for what works and uh, what doesn't work, and kind of use that towards your routine. You know, definitely don't risk going further. If you know you're going to get injured and, you know, it's just um, something that you want to try to avoid. So I, like I said, with, um, I was like, my start off with the elliptical, you know, the elliptical was like the machine that I always like to do, but you know, it kind of gets boring once in a while, you know, then I have to try some new machines, you know, there's a treadmill, there's the stair climber, you know, and then of course there's the stair stepper. And of course, uh, yeah, there's the bike, bicycle. And of course, there's just like other different ways of cardio. There's like the agility ladder. There's the cones. You know, I like using the agility ladder because, you know, it's like you just like develop that speed. And of course, yeah, there's classes. Like you want to try to find something that's going to fill up your schedule and use it. And also really research of like uh, different exercises. Well, you know, my, like I said, this is going to be like my, uh, say guilty, well, not so, like the sense of motivation. That's what I should say. All right, so probably the one person I would look up to when it comes to fitness and everybody knows him. He's well world renowned. He's an actor, uh, Billy Blanks. Yeah, Billy Blanks would probably list like my like my one person that really kept me fit. And you know, you know, you're kind of like uh when you're that person that always watches those infomercials, uh they're like do advertising, like workout, you know, you got Billy Blanks with Tybo, and of course you had Chuck Norris, or should I say Grandmaster Norris. I have to call him that because um I trained in in his style. Because for those who don't know. Um, I'm a fourth degree black belt in the Chuck Norris system. So that's why I'm, that's my, that's how my, um, got to my, um, body combat, um, cause my martial arts background. So it was him with the total gym and, you know, you have these other, um, fitness pioneers, um, doing fitness tapes and, you know, you watch infomercial, you kind of say, you kind of envy yourself, you know, you got all those all those people that kind of motivate you and being uh, like being fit, but Jamal, mostly Billy Blanks, you know, it'd be nice to actually meet him or actually get him on either the kick pod or even on this show. So definitely Billy Blanks. If you listen to this podcast saying that I'm, I'm thinking that if, if I'm going to get a celebrity on this show, I mean, I want you to at least be the first, at least, at least be the first. So I, I might get my hopes up, but 
fingers crossed. All right. All right. So we're kind of getting to the end of our podcast. I want to leave some of my advice. So when it comes to fitness, uh, so um, I say, this is, this is my advice. I always tell people, you know, if you break a sweat, you become wet. But if you don't try, you stay dry. You know, the main goal to fitness is to sweat and burn calories. You know, it's based on the progress, not perfection. You know, always keep track of um, your progress. You know, you always want to break a sweat when you're in the doing fitness. Yeah, that's the main. That's the main goal. It's like you want to at least sweat. I mean, a lot of people are not fascinated with sweat because it's disgusting. But you know, you want to burn off calories. But you know, there's also ways you can burn off calories. You know, you you eat if you eat properly. And, you know, you like reach a calories that you are supposed to supposed to do when you're fit, then um, you lose weight. But nevertheless, it's like the fitness that's going to at least accelerate your weight loss. So really try to find ways that you can break a sweat. If it breaks, if you're if your clothes, if your shirt and your pants end up getting wet, I mean, that's progress. That's that means you're on the right track. You know, I'm definitely the recipient of having sweaty clothes. I mean, because I go hard. You know, people think I like either jump in the pool or um, uh, pee myself or do that. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's just um the way to look at it. All right, uh, so we reached the end of our podcast. A little closing um statement or closing comments. Uh, thanks everybody for joining me this week. Uh, for this episode, make sure you tune in to new episodes every other week on the bicbpradio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And may this podcast continue to spread the positivity of fitness to the community and. I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fight Podcast, Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, with the Cool Down sign-off.